everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Influence of Gender in Young Adult Fiction. It's your hosts, Amelia Whitney and Julia Magna. Today we are discussing The Hunger Games. Surprised we chose this novel? We were too. Most people don't think The Hunger Games is a book that even has gender roles. But we reread it the other day and decided to look a little closer. In the process, we thought that gender appears more than it initially seems. We found that Suzanne Collins reflects her experience with gender norms by creating a society where everyday life is influenced by gender in a subtle way. We have a lot to talk about this episode, so let's dive right in. Did you recognize that song? That was the national anthem of Panem. I just found out the other day that there are actual lyrics in that song. Wait, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I was surprised too. Anyways, back to the point. What are your thoughts about gender in the Hunger Games? I have to say, something Collins wrote that struck me as sexist was the portrayal of Katniss and Pia's relationship. I thought so too. I found an example of this in the novel when they get out of the interviews, right after Peeta confesses having feelings for Katniss to the crowd. She's upset. When she confronts Hamish about it, he seems to think that Peeta did it in a beneficial way to her. He says, the boy just gave you something you could never achieve on your own. Katniss responds, he made me look weak. And Hamish yells back, he made you look desirable. And let's face it, you could use all the help you can get in that department. I noticed that as well. It was almost as if he didn't think she could win without Peta. I think this could definitely go unnoticed because throughout the book, Hamish seemed to think she had the best chance of winning, but even he didn't think she could succeed without Peta's love for her, which helped her to win over the audience. Exactly. Katniss had just been scored an 11 by the game makers. Might I add, the highest score, which should have been enough to get her attention from the audience. But Hamish did not think she could do it unless she seemed desirable as a female. Peta's feelings for her made her seem like an object to be wanted. Which is ridiculous. This relates to an article I saw yesterday. I wrote a quote down from it because I wanted to see how you felt about it, Amelia. The article was called Implicit Biased. Bias. It gives an example of a man named Frank and says, Imagine Frank who explicitly believes that women and men are equally suited for careers outside the home. Despite his explicitly egalitarian belief, Frank might nevertheless behave in any number of biased ways, from distrusting feedback from female co-workers to hiring equally qualified men over women. Part of the reason for Frank's discriminatory behavior might be an implicit gender bias. That's really interesting. It seems as if Hamish had implicit gender bias. Although he believes that Peta and Katniss are both equally strong tributes, even potentially favoring Katniss more, he still doesn't believe she can win by herself. I agree, and this problem doesn't stop with Hamish. I think the entire capital wouldn't have rooted for Katniss as much if she was not involved in a romance with Peta. I still find it mind-blowing how we have read this book numerous times, but it wasn't until we read it with the intention of looking for sexism that we actually found any. I know, right? The sexist details were so minor that even a reader reading the novel for the fifth time might not notice them. 
I'm really glad we looked at this book a little closer. I cannot believe we never noticed this before. Just wait, there's more. And we'll talk more about that after this commercial break. Hi, Phil Swift here for Flex Tape, the super strong waterproof tape. That can instantly patch, bond, seal, and repair. Flex Tape is no ordinary tape. Its triple thick adhesive virtually welds itself to the surface, instantly stopping the toughest leaks. Leaky pipes can cause major damage, but Flex Tape grips on tight and bonds instantly. Plus, Flex Tape's powerful adhesive is so strong, it even works underwater. Now you can repair leaks in pools and spas without draining them. Flex Tape is perfect for marine, campers, and RVs. Flex Tape is super strong, and once it's on, it holds on tight. Hey guys, we're back. Julia, do you think Flex Tape can repair the gap between the two genders in the Hunger Games? (laughs) That was a knee slapper. Anyways, back to the Hunger Games. Another big thing I noticed was how the Capitol wanted the woman to look a specific way. I saw that too. I found a specific example from the end when they had just gotten out of the games. When Katniss gets out of the games and is preparing for the celebration ceremony, her stylist is dressing her and she notices there are padding over her breasts to make her look more curvaceous. When she questions it, Cinna says that the Capitol wanted to permanently alter her body and this was the only other option. I noticed that too. The Capitol sure seems to have very specific body type expectations for the woman. Imagine how insecure that might make another woman who doesn't look that way feel. And there's no mention of men having to look a certain way. Yeah, this body standard is extremely unfair. Women's body standards in the Capitol continue to be shown at the beginning of the book when Katniss had to undergo rigorous cleaning of her body to be deemed presentable. There was no mention of PETA having to go through anything like this. I was thinking about that, too. All they seem to care about is appearances, specifically for the woman. Wait a minute. This reminds me of an article I read the other day. The one we looked over together, Amelia. You're right, Julia. What was it called again? It was called The Representation of Female Characters in Literature. It's an article written about how women are represented in writing in comparison to men and how it affects the thinking of the reader. Now I remember. It said... Regarding the woman, her body is one of the key elements of the position she holds in this world, but it is not enough to define it. Her body does not imply an experienced reality unless it is assumed in a society. This describes how, depending on the way a woman's body looks, can make people assume details about who she is as a person. This is a completely unfair standard for women's bodies. The female body is promoted to be perfect in novels, in ways that are beyond possibilities, and gives unfair expectations to what the body should look like. Why do you think Collins write her characters this way? On that note, we'll get into our roundtable discussion where we talk about just that. We found this interview between Susan Collins and Scholastic interviewer Hannah Tri-Wheeler Hudson. The interviewer asks, The Hunger Games is hugely popular with both boys and girls. Why do you think that is? And Susan Collins responds with, Whenever I write a story, I hope it appeals to both boys and girls. 
but maybe in its simplest form, it is having a female protagonist in a gladiator story, which traditionally features a male. It's an unexpected choice. That's interesting. It sounds like she believes that just having a female protagonist makes the novel feministic. Yeah, when really it takes a lot more than that. It seems as if her intention was to write a story without major gender roles, but in her attempt, she keeps in the gender roles that are normalized to her, the ones she doesn't even see as sexist. This relates back to the implicit gender bias we discussed Hamish having. The perception that you believe you have no discriminatory thoughts between the genders, but you actually do subconsciously. Exactly. Like how Collins writes that only the men work in the mines, while the women's have jobs at home. She perceives this to be the normal way things should be, but this is actually a quite sexist notion. Sounds like she's subconsciously sexist, and it transfers to her writing. Whoa, would you look at the time? We gotta finish up this episode. Well, I guess this means goodbye. Make sure to turn, tune in next week to find out what book we dive into next. Thanks so much for listening. Are you, are you coming to the trees? This one, oh man, they say you're the trees.